Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey Reser- now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I, Allison, where do you, you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here in the pod cabin, uh, although it's a little bit different than how it was pre-lockdown. Normally, so we sit at a um, like m- kind of medium to large size rectangular table, and there's one seat that I sit at when I do my one-on-one recordings. And then there's a different seat that I sit at when we do the Thursday show. Uh, when we do the Thursday show, I sit at what I guess, I guess what I would consider the head of the table. Um, and I like to sit there because then I can see everyone. And then Tony sits uh, just around the corner on the other side. What's the actual word for that? Not perpendicular. Caddy corner? I don't know. But anyway, uh, when I do the one-on-ones, Tony and I switch because I like to sit directly across the table from my guest. I just feel like that's the good one-on-one spot. However, now that I've converted this into a video conferencing hut, and in order to do that, I've had to prop my, well, first of all, I don't normally have my computer in here, but now I do. And I've propped it up on some books and a box. One of the box boxes contain snack chat items. Andrew, don't worry. We'll get to them eventually when we can all munch in together. And then I brought in a light, but I'm now sitting on where my guest would normally sit. Cause that is just the, where the windows are. It just, it creates the best look for the video conferencing situation. So I just felt the need to let you guys in on what I'm looking at. But out the window, I can see there's some purple plants, and it'd be great if I knew the name of them. I call them long purplies. I'm staring at some long purplies, and there's a hummingbird that keeps coming. And um, what is it the hummingbirds do? Zipping? Um, what do hummingbirds do? They kind of stick their, the hummingbird is hovering in air and sticking its beak into the long purplies. And the hummingbird also is very fat, like almost cartoonishly fat. I hope it's not sick. I hope it's just well fed. I hope that there's just a lot of nectar in these long purplies. Anyway, that's what I've been staring at uh, while sitting here. But also I've been looking at my guests on the computer. Now, to fully let you guys in, I... As you know, because I won't shut up about it, have a long-standing refusal to do remotes for a number of reasons. That's not true. For two reasons. There's two reasons I won't do them. Wouldn't do them in the old days. One, 
the audio quality is usually not good. And with a podcast, I feel the audio quality is one of the most important things. And two, the flow and the feel is different when you're remote with someone. Um, I, and this is tooting my own horn, and it's a bit self-aggrandizing, but that's never stopped me in the past. I like to think of my interviews as like, I am like functioning and listening at the highest, uh, uh, like using all of my mental energy to like really feel and plug into what the person is saying. And that kind of really focused everything, um, sort of like how the humming, the fat hummingbird is just hovering while sticking its beak in the flowers. (laughs) This is a terrible analogy. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to like mind meld with the guest. Um, and that kind of guides me to my next question. You just can't do that over the computer. Uh, you just can't. So, but that might be a grandiose way of letting myself off the hook for, I myself find that I become anxious when there's like glitchy audio and warbly video other way around. Anyway, I don't have the luxury of these, uh, these, uh, strident opinions during the lockdown. So I've been forced to do remote and there's been some gifts of that. The gifts being, I'm able to have people on the show that are not here. So, and also just because it's a video based platform, it's been kind of reminding me of the early days of Alison Rosen's new best friend. As you guys know, it started as a streaming internet show on Ustream that I would do for three hours uh, once a week, it was on Sunday evenings out of my apartment in Brooklyn, and all the music, most of the music that you're familiar with, came out of that time. And a lot of you know, you've heard, you've heard. I don't need to recap for you. You've heard me talk about it before. Uh, a lot of the, you know, Jenna, who became a regular on the Thursday show before she just up and moved to Georgia, without thinking about how it would affect me. Um, she, I met her during that time. But anyway, I got it in my head that I would like to go back and catch up with some of the people that were on the earliest iteration of the show. So today I spoke with Alfred Schultz. Um, He, I try to think when I first started communicating with him, maybe like 2008. Um, I know him and and we get into how I know him. So you're going to hear this twice, which I think is really the sign of a wonderful story. Um, and a great host. Um, I was friends with his brother, Bill Schultz, who you know from Red Eye and magazines and all sorts of stuff. Uh, And then I met Bill's younger brother, Alfred. And Alfred would come on the show and do a segment called Things You Never Hear People Say. He's in Brooklyn still. And uh, then he went on to work at SiriusXM, and now he's doing other stuff. Uh, And we get into that as well. But I reached out to him to see if he would want to reprise that, and he did. So we're going to do that. And then after that, I talked to Corinne Kennedy. Corinne uh, was one of my good friends in Brooklyn, and she would come on every week. And I, I, I won't uh, step on my own story, but you'll hear, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm really all over the place. Is anyone else having trouble concentrating? I, I don't know that it's anxiety, really. 
although maybe it is, I feel like it's just, there's just trying to process all of this is like turning my brain into just a, you know, when your phone turns into a brick, my brain has turned into a brick. Anyway, I had a conversation with Alfred and then I had a conversation with Corinne. I will say, I feel my cup has been filled up. I have a full cup after talking to them. It was very nice to catch up with them. And my intention was to put both of them in this episode. However, given the length of each conversation, that would just be a magnum opus of a podcast. And I don't know if that's the right term or not, but it's just a, so I'm going to save Corinne and that's going to be its own separate episode. So this one is just going to be Alfred. It's going to be me and this is me. Here I am. And then it's also going to be Alfred. And I said it like this, Alfred, and I don't exactly know why. But anyway, I hope you guys are all doing okay. Um, I've been having a harder time last couple days. I, I, and I don't know if it's um, like hormones or if it's reality. It could, why not both, really? Uh, so that's what's going on with me. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm on Cameo. Listen to this podcast. Listen to Childish. Please uh, rate and review these podcasts because normally I try not to look at them. However, I have had the time to look at my reviews. And the more five stars that are in there, the more it buries that one, those one or two one stars that are just popping up when I look now. It feels wrong to not read that comment now, but I'm going to save that for the Thursday show because I do iTunes comments of the week, as you guys know. I, I'm hosting this as if there's people who are listening who'd never heard me before, but maybe, maybe there are, and if there are, welcome. This is not really an accurate representation of what the show is. Oh, I should say one more thing though. With my grandiose, like, oh, I, I'm mind meld and I, I'm an empath and I feel all their feelings and that guides me in my questions. I've dispensed with all that during the remote stuff. Now I'm just having a little chit chatteroo with someone that I like. That's what's going on. So anyway, here is my conversation with Alfred. And I can't remember how I ended it with him. So I'm also going to come back at the end and say goodbye. Hello, everyone. I am very, very excited to announce my guest right now. It's Alfred Schultz. He is someone who I've known for a very long time. And we'll get into how I know him because I'm honestly, I mean, I know him through his brother, Bill Schultz, but like I'm forgetting the particulars of it. But he is someone who was a guest on the very first iteration of Alison Rosen's Your New Best Friend when it was a live streaming show out of my apartment in Brooklyn. And he did a segment called Things You Never Hear People Say. So since I have to do or get to do remotes right now during this crazy time, uh, I reached out to him and asked if he would reprise the segment or reprise the segment. I don't know. But also, I just want to talk to him. Hello, Alfred. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor to be back on this awesome podcast. And when it started, was it Ustream? Ustream, right. right? Yeah. So, wow. How far we've come. You were such a pioneer in this medium. Thank you, for recognizing. You're welcome. <laughs> well, um, you sent me that check earlier, so I figured I should say something. I sent you the check and I sent you, I underlined, like, I, I was like, I would appreciate if you would stay on message. And yeah. there were three messages. It was, mm-hmm. I'm an early adopter, 
pioneer. Oh, I forget what the other two were. Do you remember? Oh, you said that immigrants are destroying this country. That one I thought was a little, I was a little like, uh, I mean, it was a good check, but I wasn't sure how I should address that. Right. And then the third one. (laughs) Oh, what was the third one? Oh, that um, the whole podcast is to make America great again. Oh, yeah. And that Corona, well, and then coronavirus was like a hoax. That was the other part. Exactly. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. You're welcome. The irony of me wanting you to stay on message, and then Mm -hmm. I forgot my own message. I know. I know. It is a bit disappointing, but uh, I hope I did an okay job. That check will come in handy during these tough times. So thank you. You did a great job. I appreciate Uh, it. I appreciate you reminding me Mm -hmm. what I stand for. Mm -hmm. What I stand for is xenophobia, Mm -hmm. i.e. closed borders. Yep. Uh, I think it's pretty clear. And yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like the under the. It's something that underscores yeah. m- my messaging. And then also, um, yeah, I came <laughs> up with this idea to make America great again, mm-hmm. and I hope it catches on. How are you doing? And again, where- you are ahead of the curve. <laughs> right. How are you? You're in Brook. Are you in Brooklyn? I am in the same neighborhood that we started, that you started this podcast. Are you in Carroll Gardens? I'm in Carroll Gardens. Where We are moved you? to Carroll Gardens uh, after I got married. That's what you're supposed to do. You did it in the old days where you just lived here That's in a right. cool, uh, uh, f- uh, what was it? Uh, first floor apartment. garden apartment. Yeah. And I did it how you do it a little later, where you start in Williamsburg and you get married, and then you move to Carroll Gardens, and then you realize there's no way in hell you can afford it anymore, and you're kind of stuck here because you don't know where to go. I see. That's what we're doing. How old is yeah. your daughter? 26. No, she is 15 <laughs> months old, and I'm really sick of saying months because I, my, I, you're lucky I said 15. I usually just say one, but okay. I, I quickly did the math, so it's 15. That's good. Yeah, I stuck with the And you have thing. two now. Yes, and I stuck with the months thing for a long time, but then when I had my second, I found, I heard myself saying things like, when people would say, how old is he? I'm like, he's like, somewhere between nine and 11 weeks, I've lost track. Yeah. And then I worried it, that I sounded like a bad parent, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, like now I say Elliot is three, but for a long time I felt that I needed the specificity of months because they're so different between, you know, 15 and 18 months. I, I try to keep track of the months in the first year and then I'm, I'm done. I'm done. That is, I, I didn't sign up for this to do more math. <laughs> right. And I know that's probably really stupid of me, <laughs> but look, I'm a stickler and I'm going to stay, stand by my weird ethics. So how is it for you? I've been thinking a lot today about, um, people who are doing lockdown with little, little kids versus people who are doing lockdown with, uh, like elementary school or high school age kids. And all of it is kind of in order to justify my feeling sorry for myself because I have been finding for the last couple of days, it's just been really hard. How is it for you guys? Uh, well, look, I am, I have to say off the bat, my wife and I are extraordinarily lucky. We both are able to work. Uh, which is incredible. Knock on wood, um, we are able to still uh, do our jobs remotely. Um, That being said, it's really tiring. A lot of people are catching up on Netflix and are talking about how bored they are. I have not felt bored in a really, really long time. And certainly in the past four weeks, not been bored once. So it's been 
very difficult juggling the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the scheme of things, we are crazy lucky that we're both able to work. So if my problem is we're working too much, then I, we're we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, but how about you guys? Because you're you have your youngest is around one, right? Yeah. He just uh, so they both have birthdays in February, so they just turned one and three. Okay. And the three-year-old normally goes to preschool, so he's not. Um, we normally have a nanny, and we hung on to her for a little while. So I felt <laughs> during that time, Daniel and I made our to-do list of ambitious projects. Like, let's take advantage of this time that we have at home. And yeah. we were going to like really finally get our house into shape and organize everything and decorate and, and really like do a deep cleaning. And I mean, there's stuff on there like, you know, organize the silverware drawer, like reorganize. And, I, and we tacked it up onto the refrigerator and I look at it like just an emblem of a time gone by because yes. when we made the decision that is probably not wise to still have our nanny let's like maybe we shouldn't be taking that risk you know let's let's truly hunker down and really like not you know to go back to my message of like <clears throat> no outsiders <laughs> yeah. uh we close the borders on our home yeah. so since then, it's been, it's been hard because we both work. Um, and, you know, Daniel normally goes to an office. He's been working from home and he's had just a lot of, there's a lot of, there's like, it's something is hot right now at his job. I don't know. So he, he has a lot of work. And then, yeah, it's just, it is just, it's just hard. Yeah. Again, yeah. we are really lucky too. But just the feeling of like, neither of us ever, there's no break and there's no end in sight. Yes. Um, like I just really wish I could unplug for a few hours and just catch up on, I don't even know what, and I don't feel like yeah. I can. Like you're saying about like, I haven't, you know, not been able to catch up on Netflix because <laughs> <laughs> our uh, three-year-old commandeers the TV and I'm sure that's bad parenting, but I don't know how to like interfere with that. So the rules I, are gone I, right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so remind me what you're doing for work because you were doing stand up with Pete Dominic on Sirius the last time I, I was to you. you're producing yes it. I was yes I'm no longer doing that uh, right now I'm producing podcasts and uh, yeah I left last year stand up with Pete Dominic and I hosted a show on Sirius XM and I left that and uh, yeah I didn't sometimes know. after a few years you uh, you split up you know right. Well, I need to hear the details of that, but I imagine that's an off, off pod discussion, or is it an on pod? Uh, it, it probably off. Look, I have no legal reasons. I did not. Uh, uh, I don't necessarily. I don't need to get into it, but I can talk about it. I'm choosing not to, okay. just because it's. Uh, there's a lot, lot of complicated things, as you know, as someone who's left a show. Um, that yes. you know. Look, I was there for eight years, and uh, that's a real long time. That almost makes me blush to think I was there for eight years. Um, my wife is still working at SiriusXM, doing an awesome job on Today Show Radio. She runs that and is the anchor of Today Show Radio, so uh, Channel 108 on SiriusXM. Uh, so, look, I have – in terms of SiriusXM, we're great. I have tons of friends over there. My wife, who I could still consider a friend, is still there. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it was complicated, as some things are. And yeah, I'm also thrilled to not be talking politics. Right. That is mentally, my mental health has just like been 
it's been so beneficial that I'm not talking politics every single day mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, I can rest easy at night. Well, I don't really rest easy at night, but, uh, <laughs> you know, not dealing with that just horrible topic every single day has been wonderful. Right. So, Cause it was, wonderful. You were on the POTUS channel. I, we were, and then we moved to a different channel called Insight, which I don't think is even existing anymore. And you, but for the most part, we did news and politics uh, and comedy, but all, pretty much all of it revolved around politics. As unfortunately, politics is involved with everything right now, every mm-hmm. aspect of our lives. And just going in every single morning covering that, I was losing it. Like, I really was like losing it. It was just so negative, and uh, I just I, I was disappointed with this country on multiple levels, not just some obvious ones, but just every single level I was disappointed and I couldn't be more thrilled that I'm not doing that right now. I might do it later. I don't know, but I'm thrilled I'm not doing it right now. I did not realize you were producing podcasts. That's so cool. Um, How's your brother doing? So, uh, so I'm imagining there are some listeners who were not listening back in the old days. So I just want to fill them in a little bit. Your brother, I think I said that at the top, but who cares? Time is meaningless, as are most things right now. Uh, your brother is Bill Schultz, who yes. I knew from magazine writing because he was a longtime mm-hmm. writer of uh, of funny stories and insightful pieces and a great interviewer. And that's how I knew him. And then he started on Red Eye, and then I did Red Eye a bunch. And then, although actually I feel like you and I had communicated on MySpace before Red Eye even started. That sounds – well, maybe – yeah, that that sounds maybe right. I mean, MySpace, that is – that was what, 1977? Something like that? <laughs> I don't know. It was a long time ago. Something yeah. like that. So how's Bill doing? He's still in the city, doing right? doing well, yeah. He's in the city, same apartment he's been in for a very long time. Uh, he is – has his own show called Morning and uh, like a web show and he's still freelance writing and uh, a lot on with entrepreneur magazine oh cool so he's doing a lot there and uh yeah he's good good so did you always want to be a parent no absolutely not i never considered it i literally only thought about it when uh i was dating my now wife Mm -hmm. because i knew she wanted kids and i thought I should probably start changing my mindset about it. And I did, like genuinely I did. Uh, and then when we had it, I had it. Had I it. just told my, my daughter in it. Um, I'm actually very woke. That's why I said it. Um, that's what we're right. doing now. I don't know if you're keeping up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Because you don't want to put her in a box. No, we put her in a box, literally a box. It helps her sleep. Well, it helps us sleep. I don't know if it helps her sleep. But she uh, – when we had her – and uh, you know, all during the pregnancy, I was excited, but I was I, – I, I hate – this is like boring radio, but I love being a father. I absolutely love it all. Um, I the Things I thought would be hard are absolutely hard, but there is like a switch in your brain, at least for me, that happened, that it, it is – you know, you it doesn't obviously I still get frustrated at times and there's sleepless nights, but and we're really lucky she's had really no problems. But yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And I uh, it's been an absolute joy. And I know that's terrible radio and terrible podcasting and terrible copy, but it's true. I wish I was like cooler. and was like, yeah, screw my kid. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, 
I actually love it. I love it. And I never thought I would. I never, I, um, up until recently, I never thought I would. I, I, I did not. I was convinced I would never have a kid. Did you uh, want to get married always? No. I didn't until I met my wife. I did not want to get married. I didn't think – it obviously would cross my mind, but I didn't – it was not something that was a priority for me mm-hmm. at all. So what changed when you met her or when you were dating her? Uh, I, this is, again, this is getting like, I have to sound earnest and that's, I don't sound. My show is about earnestness though. And I prefer, Hey Vern, it's earnest and earnest goes to camp. (laughs) This type of earnest I'm I'm not good with. Uh, but yeah, I, when I fell in love with my wife, I realized I had, I realized that that was sort of a love that I'd never felt before. And, uh, that changed, it changed my whole brain. I love how high your voice got when you said something so sweet. Uh, we'll fix that and edit. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, I have to ask you a question about what you just said about like, I know this is, you know, boring radio or boring podcast or whatever, because I like talking about like, you know, real emotions and authenticity and stuff with people. However, and I, because I came up not in radio, really. I've sort of, sort of like adjacent to radio, but not like real terrestrial radio or traditional uh, broadcasting in that way. Was not really exposed to the idea that it ha- you have to like choose an extreme opinion and hammer that. However, John Devore, someone that you and I both know, of course, and your impression of him, which is not going <laughs> to be on a podcast. Oh, I think of it often, and it cracks me up. Um, I'm trying to think of what it is. It was putting glasses like glasses. on your nose and then looking down over the glasses. Alfred, listen to me. Listen to me. Alfred, listen to me. <laughs> That's my wonderful impression, yeah. especially the audio. <laughs> you should try out for SNL with that one. I did. Did you get on? I got accepted, but I turned them down. Oh, wow. Didn't see that. I one. didn't want to be pigeonholed to be the guy that always did the John DeVore impression, you know? <laughs> right. Because right. you do so, so. much more. Yes, and like I, I don't want to be typecast as the John Devore guy, you know. <laughs> right, um, but anyway, he wrote something for on Medium about I, I'm now bastardizing it, but I think it was like you know the things that having the things that he's learned in his lifetime of having jobs, or maybe or from being fired, or from having a radio show, something about learning something. Um, I know I'm <clears throat> bringing it to life for everyone, but it was you like, know John always learning things, <laughs> learning and then telling Ugh. you. What he's so annoying in a numbered yeah. numbered fashion, <laughs> but anyway, he talked about when he was first given his serious show, and a producer or his boss saying to him, like, whatever your opinion is, even if you don't have one, like choose an opinion and then make it the most extreme it can be. So like you you don't like again his version is so much better than this poor facsimile. I like this. But like, you know, if you don't like potato chips, potato chips are like the worst thing to ever happen in the whole entire universe. And here's why, like that's the the opinion you should go with. Um, Is that something that is taught? Is that something that is believed? Is it, are you told that like earnest opinions aren't, you know, it's better talk about uh, your, your reluctance to be earnest and what oh, you know well, from radio. That's entirely personal uh, because I always – in either I loved being very personal or uh, about my opinions, about stupid pop culture things. But when it came to sort of serious topics, I tried to be even – I tried to be uh, – 
what is the word? I, not unbiased, but I try to be objective and I try to sort of leave my personal mm. beliefs sometimes out of it. So, yeah, I have a personal reluctance to talk about uh, my feelings of my love for my wife. I try to Blech. maybe imply that here and there. Yeah, gross. <laughs> I'm s- such a loser. Um, but in terms of what you're saying about radio, uh, if someone tells you that kind of, oh, yeah, you have to hate this, you have to, or, or you know, your opinions have to be, like, those people are uh, vile, vile, because I, those are the types of people, those are the types of people that, look, I've said this from the beginning, there are no real experts when it comes to radio. There are experts when it comes to the technology behind it. Mm-hmm. There are no experts when it comes to, uh, sort of the formatics and how to do it. I've been doing radio now for almost 20 years and I am no expert. I have my opinions that I think are somewhat educated. And I think that's the best you can say because the same people that are telling you, you have to have this, this, uh, you have to have this opinion. You have to have this argument are the same people that were like, I wanted Howard Stern to play more records. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the same people that thought uh, NPR is boring radio. Those are the same people that thought that like podcasting won't ever work. So they won't make money. They have no idea what they're talking about. If you say something that uh, uh, sort of uh, binary, uh, right. I have no, I have, I have personally have, cause I, I've worked with people like that. I have no use for them. I, they destroy the medium. Other than that, I have no opinions about this whatsoever. Well, it's interesting that you chose to have such a fiery, controversial binary take on why you don't have time for people who recommend having a binary take. I am fiery about people (laughs) being not binary. How does it feel – I'm jumping around. How does it feel being in New York, uh, which is kind of a hot spot right now? Uh, Kind of a hot spot. Um, a hot spot. Yeah. It's crazy because – I know a couple of people have been touched by this, but so far, knock on wood, they have been okay. So there is this surreal thing where the news is very doom and gloom. And I'll give, I, I get annoyed with the media often, but like, I get they kind of have to be about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a little surreal when it hasn't affected you directly to be as doom and gloom yourself. Like, uh, I try to be as light as possible in the house with my correspondence with friends and stuff just because, like, you can't really focus on it. It is interesting, like, I you know the neighborhood, Carroll Gardens. It's a very residential area. There's a lot of families here, and there are a lot of people outside taking walks. There's a lot of people trying to have some kind of normalcy. Obviously, stores are closed for the most part, but, like, so it's this weird thing. The streets aren't empty, uh, but... There is a weird feeling out there. People aren't really talking. You you try to sort of get out of people's way when they're walking by. And, you know, two weeks ago, and this sort of made national news, like two weeks ago, we went to uh, Prospect Park, which is like the central park of Brooklyn. And uh, we got out there, like turned the corner to walk in. And there were so many people there. We got uncomfortable and just left. Like, it's kind of nuts. And I think that's not the case right now because every week is different, obviously. But so it's weird. Like, I... It is – there's a heaviness to everything right now, but it's so surreal because we're not really experiencing it. Yes. We're just sort of in our small apartment trying to deal with it. I don't know. It's weird. How about I, you in LA? I uh, I myself have been saying similar things and feeling similar things that it's – like I'm having trouble processing 
sort of the discrepancy between like everything feels normal ish in my house. Yeah. And yet I know that everything has changed. And so just the last couple of days, I have been having a tougher time. I've been feeling depressed. I actually, for the first time, cried over all of this last night. Um, and I felt better afterwards. I just got it out. Yeah. Uh, but before that, like, I've been sort of reluctant to feel like, oh, yeah, I think I'm depressed over what's going on. Because I look at, like, my actual, well, but what what really do I have to be depressed about? But I feel like it's sort of like when your computer gets really sluggish because there's too many things going on in the background. I just think sort of there's too many things in the background of my operating system uh, that are worried about this new reality that we're in. And do you know, you know, Adam Schlesinger who just died? Uh, he was the singer of Fountains yeah, of Wind. Yeah. Fountains of Wind. Yeah, absolutely. And he worked on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So I don't personally know him. Um, but a lot of people close to me did know him. And so they are, you know, distraught over this and, and in various levels of mourning. And I think just reading all of that, just watching people that I know pour their heart out over losing this guy who was only 52, I think maybe that brought it home for me. And this feeling of like, it's, I think it's just going to speed up. Yeah. I, you know, going back to what we were saying before about kids, like having a kid is, you know, we our days are very difficult in in ways. Obviously, in perspective, it's not as difficult as right. so many other people. Same. But it, it, they are very difficult. We're very we feel very drained. We're exhausted at the end of the day. But I honestly think that the having a child, in your case, two kids, like is a crazy distraction for mm-hmm. all of this. You know, I think that we feel almost holier than thou having a kid, and like, oh my gosh, like I, I have coworkers that don't have kids, and you know. It's easy to sort of go down this route of like, oh, we have it so much harder. But if you don't have a kid, I think you sort of wallow in this more than others. And, uh, you know, because I've talked to a lot of people who are just like, I can't sleep at night. I've been able to sleep because I'm exhausted. But I think if I didn't have a kid, I think, yeah, I think I would be freaking out a lot more, which almost sounds counterintuitive in certain ways. But, yeah, I think it's just – it's a – it's such a – like – Almost anything else, we have a precedent, and we have no precedent for this. And so there's right. no learning from history. It's just sort of like we're, it's a surreal, and it feels very dreamlike because, again, if you're not fully experiencing it, and if you are fully experiencing it, it's super surreal because you're like, what exactly is going on here? Right. It's like tragic in the most banal, mundane way, with the exception of people who are in healthcare yeah. or people who oh, have totally. lost someone close to them. but. It you know I keep feel at the beginning of it I was feeling like oh as if I have I was feeling like I have some kind of reference point or framework for it and then I realized all of that is just movies and literature like yeah. my sense that I know what's coming next or that I know how people behave during this is just all from watching movies and like none of that is real and it turns out that it's like a lot more boring than I expected it would be. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. like you were saying you don't have a chance to be bored. I guess I have but, found myself bored a little bit. But but also like pro- I would imagine a different kind of boredom than just sort of sitting around twiddling your thumbs. It's it's almost like there's a massive, massive 9-11-esque event happening. Yes. And yet with 9-11, you felt it immediately. I mean, remember there was no ch- – the channels for a week or so 
channels were all news. There wasn't like, oh, let me go to Comedy Central. We have not felt that kind of impact, and yet it is a similar event. And right. that kind of messes with your brain. Yes. Um, and the yes, fact like, that we're all go, – go. Well, it's like we're hunkering down waiting. But there's no one singular event we're waiting for. Yes. But I feel yeah. like psychologically I am waiting for that other shoe to drop. I just don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. It, it, and like the way – and this is maybe a weird analogy, but it's like it's also bizarre that we're all experiencing this. I mean around, around the world, the world yeah. we're experiencing And it's almost like you almost want like sympathy. It's like, oh, I broke my leg over the summer. Ugh, like I wish people would feel bad for me that my summer's ruined. I broke my leg. But it's like, no, the entire world broke their leg over yeah. the summer at least. And it's this very strange – it's not just America. Mm-hmm. It's every. It's so strange. And I think that you know, if, if those of us who are sort of immersed with work and with uh, a, a child or children, like we're not going to fully grasp this until it's over and months after it's over that we're going to be like, what exactly right. happened what here? Because I, I brain can't handle it. Like I just sort of go one foot from the other and I, I don't – I think that's the way. <laughs> I don't know to get, what to do. I think that's the only way to get through it, though. And yeah. I think, I think experts would agree too. Like, just take it moment by moment, because when it's when I think big picture that I start to feel panicky yeah. and kind of angry. Um, and I do, d- despite my bitching and moaning, that's not good pod. But despite that earlier uh, about how hard it is, like I, you're right. I am really grateful to have two kids and to have a husband. And I was thinking that I'm like, I'm lucky that I have people that I can be close to in my house. I keep thinking about people who are living alone right now and how hard that must be. I think it's hard for everyone right now, regardless, but to be that isolated, um, like I'm, I'm, I worry about how my friends who are living alone, how they're doing. I, couldn't agree more with that, except my caveat is something that might be worse, is living with a roommate or roommates that you hate. Yes. Or a spouse that you hate or a spouse yeah. that you're in the process of separating yeah, from. Yeah, good point. Any, all of that would be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's surreal. Yes. Uh, I think we should do our segment soon, but one more question. And yeah. this is uh, self-serving. But – what do you – can you uh, – tell me what you remember about doing my show 10 years ago. So, Allison, I, I have to say I was blacked out drunk every <laughs> single time. I have zero, <laughs> zero memory. You don't even uh, remember I, who I am, do you? Yeah, I, this is – I'm really trying to put on a good face here, but I have no idea what the hell is going on. So I was trying to sort of wing it. Um, I remember being thrilled that you invited me. No one invites me anywhere to this day, so I was thrilled. Thank you so much for that. I remember taking the subway in, which is surreal that it's my neighborhood right now. Mm-hmm. I remember how I thought your apartment was very cool. Um, you, it was a it was a nice neighborhood then, um, and it's very nice now. And I was thought it was very cool. You had that. Uh, was it a one bedroom? Yes, it was like railroad yeah. style. So it had a bedroom, and then it had that middle room, which is where the computer was set up and my television. And then you walked through that. And went to the kitchen, and the bathroom was like tiny and off the kitchen. It was back in the days when people had like servants' quarters. I guess it was like yes, where they would have lived. So I'm in a similar place now with uh, three people. So uh, <laughs> is it like yeah. the size of what mine was? 
It's uh, it's like we are ground floor. We're not garden level, okay. and so we are, uh, which is like complicated New York stuff. But uh, luckily, we're in a building with high ceilings, so it's like a Good. it's it's nice. But yeah, it's a railroad. I mean, yeah. it's, it would be an awesome place if you lived by yourself. Um, yes. and it's uh, it's a little tough. Like we love it for three people, but any friend not from New York will walk in and be like, oh, well, three of you guys are here. Hmm, <laughs> ceilings are nice. Um. <laughs> So yeah, um, but I remember having a really good time. I remember thinking that I was jealous of how good and creative you were about adapting like that Ustream technology and really taking advantage of it. I think there's a lot of people in media that uh, experiment well and are good about that stuff. And then there's others of us that are jealous of the people that are good at being early adopters or something like that. Um so and I thought it was a lot of fun. I you were super super kind to me and yeah, it was fun. I like I loved being sort of a regular uh, uh, character, for lack of a better uh, term, on that show. It was really fun. And I was really impressed how you sort of had built a following and a group of fans and. I was just really impressed. I mean, you have you still use the same theme song that Trap Dog yeah. did all those years ago, and he was a listener, right? That's what yeah. happened. He was a yeah. fan, he viewer, was, whatever it was. Yeah, he. Uh, all the music on the show is is by him. Yeah, he. We've since like done a lot more. Um, he was a, a viewer, listener. Viewer, because it was yeah, he was a viewer of the sh- of the early show. And remember my friend Dustin? Yes, he was on the show with me, and mm-hmm. he announced. Oh, you know what it was? Sorry, I'm remembering now. I did. I had a segment back then called Fan Phone Call, where I would like pull a, a a number out of a double boiler that I kept my numbers in, as one does, and I would then call them. And oftentimes they didn't answer, but he did answer. Uh, and so we were talking to him and found out that he's a musician. And then Dustin was like, Hey, Allison needs a theme song, by the way. And I thought like, that's the balls on you to just do that on air. You know, like that's very, um, that's very pushy. Uh, but then Tom Rapp was like, I think I can do one. Let me do it. You know? And I don't know if he said to call him back in 10 minutes or I don't know if it, it was like very fast that he had come up with a theme song. And that is still the theme song that we use. Uh, that's incredible. But also, speaking of uh, guts, uh, just even calling fans like that randomly—that's uh, that that uh, I don't want to offend anyone listening, but that that takes some courage too. And you're very lucky that things worked out great, and uh, you know, know you've had such a great relationship with your fans because sometimes it it it, uh, it it can be tough with a a, a a show like that getting so close. But it's worked out really well. Yeah, I feel very fortunate that. The vast majority of my listeners are like I, I say I have the best listeners in the world. I know a lot of people say that, but I actually do. Um, I, I do think about taking calls again sometimes, and then I think, but I don't have a call screener. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't quite know how that would work. In your previous jobs where you have taken calls, what percentage mm-hmm. were ones that you're just like, hell no? Uh, hell no. I mean, I think you. Uh you have to have uh, to be. You have to be flexible, and you have to sort of. I mean, 
certain like my personal beliefs would be like you know a small percentage were the <laughs> calls I loved maybe, but as like a producer mentality or even a host mentality, uh, I, most majority, the vast majority were fine. Right. You know, it was rare. You would get maybe one or two every two weeks that were not good. That were like you know. Uh, some kind of like, it had some kind of risk or something, but right. uh, the rest were fine. The rest yeah. are fine. All right. Well, let's. Oh, and thank you for all the very nice things you just said. That was very sweet. Oh um, no, I mean, I I wouldn't have said it if I didn't mean it. And if I hadn't given you that check that we talked about. Well, yeah. Okay. That was just for your crazy politics that I hope I <laughs> right helped uh, with. <laughs> all right. Here's the here's that song that Tom Rapp did. Things you never hear. As you go throughout the things you never hear people say. Wonderful. All right. You know, and I was trying to remember where the things you never hear people say segment, like how that originated. Do you remember? So leading up to this, I showed my wife Holly. I like was like, here's here's what I'm gonna be doing. And we clicked on the first appearance, and it oh, was because I'd I'd done a tweet. Yeah, is yeah, it must be YouTube. Yeah. Uh and I which by the way, I have horrible facial hair now and I had worse facial hair then and 95% 99% of my life I have zero facial hair. So there's something weird aligned yeah. when the few times in my life I do, I'm doing this show. You um, summoned it with your goatee and your mustache. And you know, thank you for acknowledging that it's not a solid, it's just a mustache and a bottom part because they can't there's no connection. I have the facial hair of a 12-year-old. You summoned it uh, with your two pieces of facial hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a comb over. I try to grow it long so it comes <laughs> over. Uh, but enough of my facial hair. Um, so, And I think I sent a tweet that you had done, I guess, something on your show that was like you had made some comment or something about how uh, like this is something you never hear people say. And I had uh, unrelated sent a tweet or something and you – Messaged me about the tweet, and you said, "Do you want to do that?" Oh, I don't remember what the tweet is. I, I just that's what you said on that um, episode. Got so, it. I think now yeah. we know. So this hasn't been done in years and years and no. years. We once when I was when I had once or twice when I had uh, switched from doing the UStream show, and then I was out living in California. I was working for Adam Carolla, and I brought the show back as a podcast. I did have you on on the phone <clears throat> that was when i still was sort of open to having remote guests a little bit yeah and then i was like the audio quality is so terrible yeah i can't do it um stuff yeah but then here i am and so far it's it's going okay uh well you, it's not a cell phone at least you right. know but it's so it's been i don't know i want to say like eight years or something and you're gonna do it's been a long time things you never hear quarantined people say yes and I had to dust off my old notebook, the old <laughs> parchment that I'd been writing these on. Right. It got very dusty. It's very thick. And I got my quill pen and I okay. started writing. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. <clears throat> All right. Honey, does this tie go with my suit? <laughs> oh, my God. Where are we doing brunch today? <laughs> Overall, I'm glad we ended up getting the smaller place. <laughs> hey, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> Let's have another kid. <laughs> Why are you washing your hands? 
<laughs> I think I'm less of a germaphobe now. <laughs> Seventh grade math is easy. Mmm, <laughs> this is good. You want a taste? <laughs> and this is the tenth final. <clears throat> Put her there, pal. <laughs> there you go. That was so good. I, and also, I might be a little rusty. No, it was good. Thank you. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad yeah, yep. because all of those yep. things, like, because it you like I think one of yours in the past was like, I can't wait to go see Dunst- Dunstan checks in too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were all these absurd things, and now <laughs> it's just the most basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. So weird. I could be like, let's go leave the house. You know, <laughs> right? Um. So now there's an ordinance. I don't know if ordinance is the right word. Now they're saying we're supposed to wear masks in public. I have not yet donned a mask. Have you? No. So we were talking about that this morning and, you know, I didn't buy any masks because I thought we were kind of told don't buy them because they're very important resources. And now it's like, I guess we're supposed to buy them. I don't know. We're supposed to make them. Yeah, that's true. I haven't made any. We did find like weird ski mask stuff and scarves. I have not actually I, – we try to take at least one long walk uh, every day. Today, I was just too busy and I haven't gone outside. My wife did and she wore a little ski mask thing. And I feel like I have a tiny little scarf thing. Is that – does that do it with gloves? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm so I guess also I need to figure it out. Un- and by the way, I could just do some reading, but I've lost my attention span and desire. It's <laughs> true. It's true. But <laughs> I'm unclear if that is supposed to protect us or protect other people. I asked Daniel, and he said his understanding is it's supposed to protect both. Question about your walks. Do you put your it in a stroller, (laughs) or does she walk by herself? Because we have our one-year-old in the stroller. We have the three-year-old walking, and I am – it is like the highlight of my day, but also it frustrates me how slow we have to go. Yeah, I can see that. We're lucky. Look, we just put her in. I mean, now I guess we have to put her like in some kind of better setup. But yeah, we just had her in the stroller and okay. walked. And yeah, it's because we needed to. But I don't know. Who like? I guess you're right. I haven't done the research. Like best practices with a one year old taking a walk in New York City. Right. I don't know. Like it's so. It's yeah. There's a lot of times you feel very resp- like you're very proud of the little things you've done. You're like, oh, I'm so good at washing my hands. I've been so responsible. Then there's other things you're like, I don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. I could go read it, read about it, but I haven't yet. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just lately I've know. lost my ability to concentrate and focus. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll come back. I don't know. Yeah. Alfred, it was so Allison. nice having you on the show. And catching this was up wonderful. with you. Thank Let's you so again. much. I would love to. I, I mean, I'll have to get out the old parchment. And, uh, but uh, this was awesome. Thank you so much. I am thrilled and flattered to be here. And uh, yeah, I, this is a blast. Thank you so much for having me on. Would you like uh, to plug anything or to tell any – is there any social media you want people to find you I on? I just like Twitter, like Alfred Schultz. Um, and uh, – I there I am figuring out whether or not to say this. What the hell? Um, I, I have a side project that the momentum for it weirdly has uh, stalled the past really? few weeks. But, but 
I don't know. I don't know. I had laziness <laughs> on my part. Uh, so a partner and I have recorded a, a stuff and we were talking with folks about but again, stalled. We might just go ahead and release some stuff. Uh, so I don't know. I guess be on the lookout. We might have a thing coming out, uh, a podcast type thing that is uh, that we're really excited about. That are, we've already recorded three episodes. Uh, yeah, I'm keeping that close to the vest too. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be about a single a singular topic that oh, every good. single person in the world likes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's something that everybody in the world likes, and uh, we uh, we're really excited about. It. We've recorded three episodes, and ideally. Uh, depending on what's going on, maybe we'll start releasing them. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks. But if you follow me, you'll get a front row seat to that. And uh, I'm very proud of it. And we're, we're very excited about it. So that's a little crappy tease. Exciting. I can't wait. Okay, stick around uh, so that I can. That's me telling you, Alfred, to stick around. Sure. Listeners, I will. you also stick around. Everyone stick around. Okay, Alfred, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. There you go. That was my conversation with Alfred Schultz. As I said at the top, I don't remember how I ended that conversation with him. I don't remember if it was like tidied up enough to end the show on. Hence, I feel the need to come here and get right back in your ear and just let you know that I'm doing that. You guys, we will get through this. At least that's what I've been told. So take care. I love all of you. I have the best listeners. You heard me say I have the best listeners, and I really do. Um, Check on your friends. Check on the people you know that live alone. And uh, reach out if you're feeling alone. I've been feeling blech. and, And I've been doing some reaching out of my own. So um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.